The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The late night anger management class continues. Level 2 has begun. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the DJs, the late night insomniacs, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down. George Kurtz is going to step up at him in a couple of moments. So, a full slate of NBA basketball uh, tonight. The Los Angeles Lakers still haven't lost on the road. Incredibly uh, impressive. Although, I do think out of all the leagues, and we've seen... Fans, you know, they don't have the impact, all right? You know, they, you know, baseball fans didn't have any impact at all. It meant nothing. Teams that are good at home, they were good at home. National Football League, no fans has not had an impact on anything. The Green Bay Packers had fans. And for the love of God, I don't understand. So they said, oh, there's 9,000 people here. You have 9,000 people in a stadium that holds like 85,000 people, yet you all have the 9,000 people together in a lower bowl. <laughs> Doesn't that defeat the purpose of only having 9,000 people there? Like, I, like, I don't know. I just It's all year, man. <laughs> like I'm watching some college games. They're like, wow, you know what? There's only 10,000 people here. They limited it. It's like, yeah, there's 10,000 people there, but they're all sitting together in the same sections. So it defeats the purpose of having 10,000 people there. But whatever. Um, I'm not Dr. Deborah Burks or Anthony Fauci, so do what you're going to do, all right? Do, 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 <laughs> do what you're going to do. Uh, West Virginia and Texas Tech. I stayed away from this game because I was like, oh, God. That game could go either way. Yeah, well, whatever. It was a one-point game. West Virginia, 88. Texas Tech, 87. A wild, a wild one. College basketball season is moving along. March Madness is around the corner. We'll start uh, talking more college basketball. Not that the National Football League season is winding down. So, listen. Paul Bovey might not be into a Super Bowl MVP odds, but we are. And I know you are as well. Bovey's like negative. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not down with Super Bowl MVP uh, markets. Um, listen, f- for the most part, for the most part, the quarterbacks do win, though. And it's not just like football. Like basically like the end, like all these, you know, when you get to the championship, it was the same thing with the Dodgers, right? The Dodgers were favorites, but it was like, all right, the Dodgers are going to win. But instead of laying this price, let's try to nail the MVP. Unfortunately, I took Mookie Betts. Oh, and Mookie Betts, man, he was looking so good for the MVP, like, after the first game and stuff like that, but I don't think he got another hit the rest of the damn series. (laughs) The late-night anger management class continues. Non-stop live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What, are you not going to listen? We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Dot com. Sports Grid is available on the radio, internet, TV, satellite, and don't forget our mobile app. So if you're not getting it, you're just not trying. Keep it right here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, look! There's a big crowd. Welcome us back, even though we lost. Hey, I'll give you something to cry about, you loser. You can't catch a football? Let's see if you can catch a rock. <laughs> Late night anger management class. You know what? There was like thousands of people waiting for the Buffalo Bills at the airport uh, when they they arrived in the late night hours, and now uh, they weren't throwing they weren't throwing rocks uh, at them. People of Buffalo, very 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 supportive. Uh, here's a little tidbit um, tidbit of news: Martavis Bryant. Remember Martavis Bryant, a suspended wide receiver. So wide receiver Martavis Bryant, who's not played in the NFL since 2018 because of an indefinite suspension for multiple drug policy violations has signed with the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League. Uh, the Argos love, love troubled wide receivers. They were like, they, they signed Andre Risen uh, years ago. They've always been aggressive. They, you know, Rocket Ishmael. Uh, Rocket Ishmael, of course, was on the Toronto Argonauts. Andre Risen was on the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, they've had a lot of NFL uh, wide receivers on their team. Um, and, of course, Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie was the quarterback of the Toronto Argonauts uh, as well. Uh, let's bring in uh, George George Kurtz, Sports Grid's very own. George Kurtz steps up. And what's going on, George? Hey, Gabe. How are you? You know, let me tell you about my night. I mean, yeah, I'm guessing stuff like this has happened to you too. Uh, you know, today uh, there's only one hockey game tonight, so not really much for me to bet on. But I wanted to bet on the Canucks, and uh, wanted is a key word there. Because uh, I got a late phone call that they uh, had to go ref at the hockey rink. And I, I put my bets in, Gabe. And I don't know if I closed the computer too quick before it actually took. But it didn't go through. And what makes it worse, though, is uh, it was okay. Canucks won, but I had some props, and the props weren't hitting. And the score when I got home was like 4-1, 5-1, something like that. I'm like, all right, it's going to break out about even. But no! Canucks have to score a couple of late goals. And Quinn Hughes scores uh, Horvat gets two assists. That was a prop. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So uh, all because either my Wi-Fi went out at the wrong time or I closed my laptop too quick before it went through. So uh, a little frustrated. Yeah, you know what? It happens sometimes. It happens to me where I'll, I'll, I'll put the pick in and, you know, we're so impatient. So you see it and you see it spinning. And I've done it where... I've posted, I've, I thought I'd put a pick in and I'll go to Twitter and I'll say, oh, I just played this pick. And <laughs> I didn't get it in. Same thing. It, it rejected it. Yeah, you, I've closed my computer too fast, so you've got to make a point of it. Tonight, I had a panic attack, actually, because I had Luka Doncic over nine and a half assists. And and I, I look, I, you know, I knew that I knew that he sailed over the number. It was a good bet, actually. I knew that he sailed over the number, except I looked at my account and I saw, I didn't see the bet in. I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, it happens when you're on the air sometimes. Me and Cam, we're doing the show. We're getting, like, 10 bets in. Sometimes you'll screw up and you don't get a play in or something like that. And and I was like, I was so mad for about 30 seconds. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I just pimped this prop for 10 minutes on the air and I didn't get it in. 
And I was so mad at myself, but I got it in. They paid me in-game because it went over already. So I got paid for it, but I didn't see it in my active bets, and I was getting pissed off about it because the game was still going on. Yeah, that's that, that, frustrating, especially Canucks roll tonight 7-1 too. Makes it even worse, Kurtz. Yes, yes, and thanks. thanks. I love the last two goals, too. A couple of nice fights in that game, so uh, at least it was somewhat entertaining, but... Uh, uh, it was frustrating when I realized that you see, you see, you see a score five. Well, oh, excellent one. You know, and I, I figured I hit my props anyway. Then I said, Oh no, I didn't hit the props. All right, that's fine. Didn't bet didn't go through. It's going to work out about even, whatever. And then the two late calls is like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You just have to be. Kidding. This is the way hockey's been for me really all year. One good day, one bad day. One good day, one bad day. I've had a hard time getting a hold of hockey, and I don't know if it's because of the schedule or the back-to-back games, playing the same teams over and over again. Is it because training camp was only 10 days for most teams? So uh, in the early going, I'm definitely having a hard time getting uh, getting on the right hockey path. Uh, bet on the Montreal Canadiens, uh, and you'll, you'll do just fine. You know what? I've been doing pretty well with uh, with hockey, actually. I like I like it like this. I, I don't have a problem with it. It feels every game seems to have a big feel to it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, you know what I mean? It's like if Edmonton's playing Carolina or something, it's like, you know, it's like, well, whatever. It's an Edmonton Oiler Carolina hurricane game. Yet Edmonton and Winnipeg, it matters, right? They're in the same division. They don't like each other. You know, like they, they're, they're battling. And, and, you know, it's a short season, guys. It's not an 82-game season. It's a 56-game season. So, you know, the standings already start to count uh, right now. We're starting to see some patterns. And one pattern, Kurtz, is, and it's funny because I thought the Canucks would tighten things up, and they did. They only gave up one goal. They're getting embarrassed. They gave up 30 goals, bro. You know, they're, 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 like they're, they're, they're the worst team defensively in the NHL, and they know it, and they're embarrassed uh, by it. I was tempted to take the under. Thank God I didn't. Uh, so 7-1 final score to Vancouver Canucks win tonight against the Ottawa Senators. But, George... The um, the Canucks are now seven and one to the over, seven and one to the over so far. Uh, it's just it's crazy. Like they're they're an over machine. I mean, the Canucks made a huge mistake in letting Markstrom walk. I mean, not only did you let him walk, but you let him go to Calgary. I mean, uh, your division rival, whether or not they were going to redo the division, your division rival was silly to let him walk. Hopey, you sign him. He hasn't been the same goalie since Trotz left Washington. He was a good goalie because of Trotz's system. Same reason why the Islanders are playing so well, because of Trotz's system. In the last couple of years in Washington, he's been average at best. You sign him, you know, and Thatcher Demko, is, he's a backup. And the defense looks awful as well. You know, once again, maybe it's a short training camp. They're not getting it together yet. Uh, I thought about betting the over uh, tonight as well. I'm glad I didn't now because it would have been another bet. I would have lost uh, or didn't go through. But, uh, yeah, the, Vancouver's got problems. I mean, Ottawa can solve some problems. I'm not going to say it's all done now because they let up one goal against the Senators. They're one of the worst teams in hockey. So uh, maybe this will jumpstart them. But I'm curious to see how they'll play against better opponents. So we got a full slate. Tonight there was only one game. It's a weird week this week in the NHL. Tonight there was one game. Tomorrow there's a bunch of games. There's like 13 games, I think, tomorrow. And then there's two on Wednesday. And there's a bunch again on Thursday, and then there's one game on Friday night. All right, so you know, one game Monday, two games Wednesday, one game Friday, with a bunch of games on Tuesday and Thursday uh, in between. And you know, it's just due to the travel and the weird schedule. So they're just sort of setting everything up uh, now again. Hey, it's this is a grind in the National Hockey League. So you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins stumbled out of the gate. They lost those first two games. Um, you know, here's another little trend. 
uh, you know, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, George, they lost those first two games to the, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, four and two now. So they've won four straight. And the Penguins have played six games, guys, five and one to the over. Five and one to the over. They're at Boston. Boston are three, one and one on the season, George. Well, I think well, it's funny when you thought, not funny, but when we're talking about, you talk about Vancouver. What's their problem? Goaltending. Hopey, Demko, really. Neither one scares anybody. Pittsburgh, same thing. Jerry DeSmith. Neither one scares anybody. And the defense on Pittsburgh is not all that great either. Latang's a great defenseman, but he's more for the offensive side, not the defensive side. So I don't think there's any shock here about Pittsburgh. They have to score goals. If they don't score goals, they're not going to win 2 1 hockey games. Their goaltending is not good enough to do that. Their defense is not good enough to keep the shots out from the slot. I'll keep it on the uh, the angles here. They're going to get shots wide open. Their goalies are not going to stop them. So, yeah, I like Pittsburgh to the over as well. Not tomorrow, mind you, as Boston seems to play nothing but low-scoring games outside of, I think, their last game where they scored some goals. Pasternak's still not back. They think he might return this weekend. So, if, if you're looking for early, early trends this year in the NHL, listen – the NHL is such a competitive league, it's hard to win a couple of games in a row. So it's hard, like, you know, like, it's why it's very impressive the Penguins have won four in a row. But you can do it now because you're playing the same teams, right? So if you're just better, look, the Canadians took two or three uh, from the Vancouver Canucks to pad their record. So we've got Philadelphia. Philadelphia, like we said, they started off, they, they won those games. But Philadelphia also, guys, the Philadelphia Flyers, so they play the Devils tomorrow. The Flyers are 5-1 and one to the over on the season. We talked about the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Pittsburgh Penguins, 5-1 and one to the over on the season. Uh, New York Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres tomorrow night. The Buffalo Sabres, 4-2 and two, uh, to the over. New York Islanders, New York Islanders, 5-0 and oh to the under. The Islanders, every game has gone under uh, this year for the Islanders. The late night anger management class continues. Bring it. Non-stop live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What, are you not going to listen? We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. What's the dumbest bet I ever heard of? I disagree. I disagree. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Brancy, the Pepsi players, the hustlers, the DJs, some people at Boston, and everybody else in between. George Kurtz kicking with us uh, right now. Pete Annapolis will join us a little bit later on. We'll get into the NBA uh, with uh, Pete, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, so, 
the uh, New York Islanders, as I was uh, mentioning, and George Kurtz is an Islander fan, lives uh, very close to the arena on Long Island. So um, the Islanders, 5-0 and to the under on the year, 3-2 and as far as the record is concerned. Take on the Washington Capitals, who are without a bunch of players, but you know they're still getting it done. And five and one to the over, so we have a real dichotomy here, uh, George. You know the Islanders five and zero oh to the under, Washington five and one to the over. What gives tomorrow? Oh, I think it's going to go under. Uh, the Islanders don't score goals, right? They they don't have the offense to score goals. That they've been that's been true for seasons now. Uh, they play a defensive system under Trotz. Varlamov's going to play tomorrow. Sorokin, I don't want to say it was a surprise playing yesterday, but I think uh, Trotz just wanted to get him some action, and he thought the Devils, another team that doesn't score goals, would be a good option here. And the Islanders got shut up by the Devils here with Wedgwood. You mentioned Noah Vetchkin tomorrow. No Kuznetsov. They're not back till the weekend. Uh, Earliest will be there will be a return as the weekend. I think this game goes under tomorrow. I think the Islanders win as well here. Yeah, I think the Islanders, I think it's a good spot for them. You know, they're better than the Buffalo Sabres are. Um, the last three times the Islanders and the Capitals have played, for what it's worth, it stayed under uh, five and a half. So, um, you know, you got Edmonton and Winnipeg. Edmonton are basically the 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 poster, you know what I mean? They are the epitome and the poster children for mediocrity or just sort of, you know, like there's nothing to take. Like as far as their totals, George, three overs, three unders, one push. As far as the record is concerned, three and four. No, no discernible pattern with the with the Edmonton Oilers this year so far. They're they're a weird team. Uh I mean, think about their their offseason moves. We all know Connor McDavid is, if he's not the best player in the NHL, he's second best player. Leon Dreisaitl, top five player. Nugent Hopkins has developed into a really good player. And then it just dumps off. I mean, we got nobody else here. You didn't fix the goaltending. Koskinen's a 32-year-old guy who should be a backup. Even if Mike Smith was healthy, he's on long-term IR. He can't play until February 6th. He's not all that much better. I mean, to not fix your goaltending year after year after year, and your defense really is not that much better than it ever has been uh, the past couple of years. I'm surprised we don't have more overs here. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the offense. I expected more out of Edmonton. I guess more exciting games, more fun games. Sort of what we had last night with Winnipeg and Edmonton, where it was 2-1. It was boring for a while. Within the last seven minutes, there were four goals scored, and it went over the number. It was great. I expect that to really continue tomorrow. Granted, we got a little bit of a bonus uh, last night because it was Brassat in net. I think Hellebuck will be in net tomorrow. But I think, once again, goals are coming. So what's interesting about this game uh, here, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, ready to step up and in here. What did you make of the trade? Uh, 2016 draft picks, basically. So Dubois was the third pick, and uh, Patrick Lane was the, the second pick. And they, they get traded. What, what do you make of the trade? Do you like the, Who do you like to trade more for? You know, can you think of another trade, Gabe, where you had every player involved in the, in the trade was disgruntled? You had three disgruntled <laughs> players traded for each other, right? Dubois, he had problems with Tortorella or whatever it was. He really didn't say what it was. He wanted out of Columbus. Uh, Lenin, well, he wanted out of Winnipeg. Roslovich didn't even have signed a, con- a contract with Winnipeg. He wanted out, and they all get traded for each other. So I thought it was just, just uh, humorous that way that they all wanted out. I think if you're looking at who wins the deal long term, assuming these players all sign <laughs> with these teams, I mean, what's good? Uh, you know, Dubois only got a two-year deal. He can leave. Lene can leave after this year. Be uh, somewhat restricted. I think Columbus wins the deal. I mean, once again, 
Patrick Lene, when he's shooting, when he's right, he's got uh, as quick a release as anybody in hockey. He's a 35-40 goal scorer in a normal season. I think Roslovich is a top six forward, just couldn't crack Winnipeg's top six because they're so good at forward. So I think he's going to, they're going to help that team immensely. This is not a knock on Dubois at all. I think he gives them, well, the Jets, what they really wanted. A good second-line center they've been searching for a couple of years. I think he's going to mesh in well with that team. I, at that third-round pick they're getting in 22, if he amounts to something, I might change my mind here. But I think Columbus wins the deal right now, but I think both sides are very happy about what they got. I think you're right, and I think I think everybody's happy here, except if you're Lonnie, you know, you, you're with Tortorella, and it's going to be a problem for this kid, bro. It's going to be a problem. So, like, ultimately, like you said, on paper, you could argue, well, all right, the Jackets did pretty good out of this, and Dubois was very disgruntled. And he wasn't happy, but is is he is is Lonnie, Lonnie going to be able to fit fit in with Tortorella? Torts is not an easy guy to play for. No, Torts is Mike Keenan all over again, right? Without pulling the goalies, that's really what he is. And listen, Tortorella, what he's done with Columbus has been nothing short of magnificent. A team that's been really short of talent. I guess you had Panarin, but that's really all they had. You know, to get them to keep making the playoffs and to, you know upset Tampa Bay two years ago. So he works magic, but yeah. He grinds on players. I don't think it's fair to say that Panarin left Columbus because of Tortorella. I think Panarin really did want to go to a bigger city. He wants said he wanted to be by water. Bobrovsky wanted the big contract. But now Dubois leaves too. So you're talking your three best players over the last couple of years all wanted out. I, I said I, it may not be fair to blame it on Tortorella, but that is the common denominator here. And I, I agree with you. I I really hope. I mean, we've seen this in other sports as well, where you trade for a big uh, name player, like the Cowboys or Cooper and so on, but you didn't get the contract done. And now the player has all the leverage. You know, Lenny can say, hey, give me, the, give me what I want here. I'm walking. I'm gone. And then you traded Dubois really for Rostovich, and that's not very good. So uh, I really hope that you have an idea that, yes, he does want to play there. He does have a connection there. I think the GM and him, uh, they go back to uh, maybe the World Juniors or something like that, but he does have a connection there. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, actually, Dubois as well. Um, you know what's dumb, too, though? So Dubois, Dubois is in Winnipeg right now, but he can't play, right? And it's a 14-day quarantine. It's a little excessive. Like, I don't understand, like, if he just shows a bunch of negative tests in a row here. You know what I mean? If he shows in a bunch of negative tests, he doesn't even have it. You know, that's the thing with the Canadian government. They, You know, the difference is with Canada and the United States is... The healthcare system in in Canada is you know is is public. So basically, you have a ton of people with coronavirus in the hospital. George, it's costing the government a lot of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's costing a lot of money in the states. Whatever. It's you know it's basically it's it's a private industry. If you don't have money, then t- tough crap. But I don't think people realize how expensive it is if you have coronavirus and you end up in the hospital. You know, we're talking, you know, like $10,000 a day. It adds up pretty pr- pretty quickly. So they're very militant in Canada about it, but too much so. And I, listen, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool, the Canadian hockey division that they have. But the Toronto Raptors having to play in Tampa is just stupid. That you can't have NBA players who are tested daily anyways play a game and then leave after the game. You know, I think it's just, it is a little bit, uh, it is a little bit excessive. But, uh, you know, there's always connections. But I didn't even know this about Dubois is that um, his father is an assistant coach with the Manitoba Moose, who is the American Hockey League affiliate of the Winnipeg Jets. And I did not realize this either, 
during the pandemic and shutdown, Dubois stayed with his parents in Winnipeg. <laughs> so, um, yeah. uh, and he, here's his quote. I got here Saturday night, but waking up Sunday morning, it's great being back in Canada. It always feels good here. I'm getting texts from players. I was on the phone with the organization. I have a really good feeling. See, listen, at least, you know, the Jets are getting a happy player, at least right now, right? He's going to fit into the organization. Dubois was on uh, NHL Network earlier today saying that his mother has a room all ready for him to come back and live there if he so chooses here. So, uh, yes. <laughs> I-, I thought the wildest thing is that Roslovich was from Col- from Ohio, from Columbus. I mean, who thinks of That's Columbus as a, you know, a place for an NHL hockey player to be born and raised there? Uh, now, you and I have talked either on Twitter or in person, I forget uh, which, about the uh, what's going on with the Canadian government. To me, it makes no sense. I'm with you here. What, I mean, these players, aren't they tested daily or every other day? You know, I mean, yes. have a rule in place that, yes, if the, uh, you know, if whatever, uh, whoever's going, if if the Lakers are going to play the Raptors in Toronto, yes, the Lakers, they're they're quarantined to their hotel, though. They can't go out. Fine. Same exactly. thing with the baseball team. You got to play a three-game series in Toronto. The Yankees go up there. Hey, if you want to play, that's fine. But the Yankees are quarantined to their hotel when not playing. You're, they're tested all the time. It's part of what they're doing here. So why all of a sudden do you need a 14-day quarantine? It's silly to me that you need a like Dubois has to wait now, what, 12 more days, 11 more days before he can play for Winnipeg. I don't get it. And you brought up the point, uh, which I, since I'm not Canadian, I didn't know, but there are flights coming into Canada all the time. I, they're not tested. No, so that's just, the it thing. makes no sense to me. <laughs> that's the thing that, that there are flights uh, arriving and departing Canada all the time, and people don't have proof of tests. So you can't allow the Lakers on a charter jet. There's nowhere to go. Like, if you go to Toronto, George, everything's closed, bro. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, the strip clubs aren't open. The bars are not open, George. You know what I mean? There's nowhere yeah, to Cam's go. told us. Yeah, and it's the middle of the winter. So, like, it's not like the Lakers are going to go start spreading coronavirus everywhere, bro. You know what I mean? Where? <laughs> like, they don't want to go out in the middle of the cold and walk the empty streets of Toronto in the middle of the night after a game. You know what I mean? Like... Where are they going to go? Like, to a Burger King? You know what I'm saying? Like, fast food's open, you know, to go. But exactly, bro. You just set a rule up. You say, listen, guys, we're not playing around. Or if you even want to be hardcore about it, George, you tell the king government can say, listen, you play the game, but you can show up the night before, stay in a hotel, but we want you to leave after the game. That's And you know what I mean? It'd be fair. Just say, listen, after the game's over, just get your charter and go back to the airport after and leave. Fine. You know what I mean? Come up with different rules. But just to shut everything down, you know, and it's you're losing money. I mean, these players stay in hotels. They do even though, like, they wouldn't be going out. And there's still, still a lot of money that they bring with them. And, you know, it's room service. It's, you know, tips. It's, it's a lot of stuff. Bring it. this 24 hours a day working hard to bring you the news you can use get on the grid we are the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. And everybody else in between uh, breaking it down uh, right now. So countdown to the Super Bowl is on. I want to get to a little uh, baseball uh, stuff as well. So, you know, it's going to be nice to have baseball back. Uh, Hope springs eternal, um, right? I can't wait for uh, springtime. I'm being informed right now, actually, George. I didn't know this. I don't know. You see this stuff all the time. I never know when you never know when they actually pass these rules. But um, I guess now. It's the same thing with the United States, I believe. If you To get into the United States now, if you're coming from abroad, you need a, a negative test. I know Cuomo did that with the state of New York. So you got to show a negative test within like the last 48 hours or something like that upon arrival. And Canada is the same thing now. So a negative Good. test and a 14-day quarantine, though. Like, isn't a negative test enough, man? Like, come on, man. Like, it's just sick. And the other thing is 14 days is stupid. It's too long. I've seen tons of medical experts say that seven days is cool. And look, the NFL was going with the five-day stuff, but I've seen time and time again, dude, experts say, you know what, seven days is all right. 14 is excessive. I mean, uh, I don't even know if you knew, but I I had COVID, right? I tested positive uh, on January 1st. Happy New Year to me. Uh, I I followed the the CDC. they, They call you. I was told to quarantine for 10 days from my first symptom, by the way. So Ten by days, January wow. 10th, I was cleared as long as my symptoms were gone. And they were, you know, it, 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 for me, it didn't affect me all that much. It was like a minor head cold. It was, you know, and I would, I honestly wouldn't have even gotten tested. If not for the fact that my niece did get tested, she was positive, And I knew I had seen her a couple of days before I felt bad, uh, felt ill. So I knew, uh, uh, you know, crap, probably got it from her. So it, it was 10 days. That's it. That's what we were, I was told to do. Quarantine for 10 days. Everything's fine. Everything's good. So, yeah, I think it's 14 days is excessive, especially when you're getting a negative test 48 hours or earlier before. That does seem like overkill. But to be honest, <laughs> I guess I'd rather overkill than not enough. You know, but I do think it's, yeah, oh, once again, yeah, yeah. I think it's excessive. And sports athletes, they're getting tested all the time. That's what this bothers me. All the time, as you said. Just set up some rules. Quarantine them. All right, you have to leave after the game. Okay, you can't leave your hotel. Can't leave your room. You know, whatever it might be. It's not like teams are going to be living in Toronto forever, the visiting teams. Generally, you play a three-game series, you're gone. So, yeah, you got to spend a weekend in your hotel. Uh, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, not to mention the Blue Jays, good example. It's a nice hotel in the stadium. It's perfect. You know what I mean? It's a nice hotel in the stadium. Right? You order room service. You can open your windows. Like, um, you know what I mean? You can basically live in the stadium. The Blue Jay players offered to live in the stadium, but then they they couldn't do it though for six months. Like you can't like you can't not leave a hotel for six months. It's hard enough to live in a hotel, let alone be not being able to leave the property uh, ever. Uh, right. So 
Um, as far as baseball, though, so what's this? This is kind of flying under the radar because of the Super Bowl. But Major League Baseball PA rejects Major League Baseball proposal that would have installed universal DH and expanded playoffs. So is this real or is this just uh, whatever? They want more money again. Is this just like last year? It's a pile of crap. Well, no good news came out today in baseball. You mentioned part of it. They're fighting again. They can't agree on anything. It's, you know, it's really stupid. The owners want the DH. The players want the DH, but they can't agree on it because the owners want the players to give them something back. And the players are well, like, are why would I give you that. anything of value back for 15 jobs? That's all it is, right? Yeah. 15 National League jobs. So they have a point there with the owner trying to, you know. And now we find out today that, uh, what, uh, Arizona. Arizona and Florida are like number one and number two in COVID in the United States. But you got spring training starting in, what, three weeks, four weeks, three weeks. And uh, so the I think Arizona, pretty much everybody and their mother signed a little thing here. All the mayors there, the, even the tribal uh, thing there saying, hey, you, you should delay spring training. You shouldn't really, or you shouldn't have it here in Arizona. But, uh, you know, baseball players aren't, aren't buying that because I think this is, once again, they think the owners are behind this to uh, get less than 162 games. So they're just fighting about everything right now. It's uh, it's going to get ugly. I mean, it's going to get ugly again here. I, Gabe, if I was betting, I'm not betting on a 162-game season. I think it'll be less. I think you're right. I think the, the owners will run out the clock again. They're just going to come up with, like, as you stated, so the, the, the players agree to the DH, the owners want the DH because of entertainment, and now, but they're arguing about it. Like, they're worse than Republicans, it's worse than Congress, like Democrats and Republicans. You know what I mean? Like, they can't agree if the sky is black at night, uh, George. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, and, and you know you know this too, George, the, 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 it's, the collective bargaining agreement's done. This is the last year of the contract. So, dear God, like, they already hate each other. Now, like, they were no, nowhere near close. And, dude, Rob Manford, what, what about that lawsuit? Rob Manford admitting that, yeah, yeah, we were never playing that games. It's like, well, we negotiated with you like we were. We spent tens of millions of dollars on lawyers' fees, right? But you you remember Manford admitted, oh, yeah, we never had yep. any intention. We were never going to play, right? And the players are like, well, we got you. You just admitted. You negotiated in bad faith. Like, they, these guys hate each other, George. Like, I don't know if, like, there's two groups that could be further away than the Major League Baseball players and owners, bro. Oh, I agree. <laughs> you mentioned that lawsuit. That I think that's going to be heard later on this year. I think the owners are going to get crushed. I think they're going to get crushed in this. And, but the, they're so egotistical, they won't admit they're going to get crushed. And, you know, try and negotiate in good faith or give the players more than what they – give the players something what they want to make this lawsuit go away. They think they're going to win this. You already said it. Manfred admitted it. He admitted that uh, they had no intention of playing. That's about the biggest smoking gun you're ever going to see here. And like I said, I don't think we're playing 162. I don't know what the number might be. I think, I think April's done. I don't think we'll play in April, maybe in May. But I don't know what's going to happen next season. Because, like you said, that CBA is done. This is World War. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a nightmare between these two parties if they can't come to some kind of agreement. And baseball has all these rules they want to put into as far as the strike zone, uh, the pitching clock, and stuff like that. And the uh, players don't want that. I they're fighting over everything, Gabe. You just said it. Both sides want the designated hitter, yet they can't agree to put it in because they're fighting over that. Sky is black, water's wet. They can't they can't agree on anything. Oh, it's like politics. It's like, all right, we all agree. We must give money to the starving children. Yeah, but, you know, I need, let's add on, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, they all like, and then it becomes a spinoff of, like, guys, let's argue about that later. This is one thing we agree on, all right? If we agree on it, let's just shut up and move on to what we don't agree on. So, 
But if you're the players, and listen, it's not like baseball players or angels or anything, but here's a good example. The league was reportedly close to selling broadcast rights and an additional playoff round to ESPN. But before, they got the players to agree to a playoff. Like, the owners really do just, like, piss all over the players, George, in baseball. They really do now. And the players don't, people don't realize, players don't make all that much money in the playoffs. Uh, last year, the playoff pool was $50 million. No, It sounds like paid. a lot. It's really not. You know, the owners re- reaped in all the money. That's where they make their money. That's why they wanted yeah, yeah, but George, the expanded playoffs George, so remember, badly. You remember the players shook them down for more money. Like they, the league offered like ten million or something. Yeah, listen, we'll give you ten million for the playoffs, <laughs> and the players are like, "You got to be kidding, right? Like you're, you're you're kidding, right?" And I think they bumped it to forty or fifty million. But you're right. So just for people tuning in right now, you're wondering, players, guys, don't get paid for the playoffs. Like players are like you and I. Like the players get a paycheck every two weeks, and you know some teams might do once a month. Like you know, they, they got, a player can say, "Give give me once a month." Right, so like Buddy will get once a month, you know what I mean, like $4.1 million dropped into his bank account type thing, right? So, but some guys get paychecks for real, like a check every two weeks type thing. And now it's direct deposit, obviously. But remember even a couple of years ago, there was a guy in the Nationals, he was going to the, uh, he was going to the cash check place to cash Major League Baseball checks. You imagine these guys that were making 3% on a Major League Baseball check? So, um but when the playoffs arrive, the checks stop. They don't get paid anymore. They're not like it's 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 like the playoffs are separate. They get a portion of the playoff pool. But it's like George said, it's not a lot. Like you think a guy gives a crap that's making 30, $35 million in a year, and now he gets to the playoffs, and even if I go and win the World Series, you're giving me $220,000? It's like an insult to them almost. You know what I mean, George? <laughs> It's probably the biggest, you know, uh, uh, all day today I've been watching the, uh, well, not all day, but I was watching the, the 78 playoff game between the Yankees and Red Sox. And I bring that up because back then, you used to hear, hear players all the time, especially back in the you know 50s and 60s, how they played for the playoff money because they needed that money because they weren't making anything. Now they're making yeah, so much yeah, money. Yeah. It's a, it's just a bonus. This is all the sports, by the way. And it's just a bonus for them. You mentioned, I don't even think they get 220, by the way. I think it's much less than that. Uh, it's, no, you're it's, right. It's a pittance for them. They're playing to win a championship. So I, I believe the owners upped it from yeah, 50 million George, to 80 million. That was their latest offer. I get it. And I listen, and a part of it is I get it. Listen, you're making a lot of money. It's like, dude, we paid you 40 mil. Now go win the World Series. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's part of, part of the package. But... If you're the players, I get it. I understand that attitude, shut up and play. But if you're the players, you see these guys negotiating behind your back, getting billions of dollars for these stuff. And now, and now the owners are trying to shorten the regular season, and they did last year, so they don't have to pay you as much. And then they expand the playoffs so the owners keep more money. Like, it's not rocket science. What's, I don't need to be a business major here. George, to figure out what's going on, the players are getting screwed. <laughs> they are. Because generally the players, they do fold, and the public is almost – oh, it's amazing how the the public almost always is, is on the owner's side because they want to see the game, so they blame the players. Players aren't playing, so it's the players' fault. You know, oh, you just said, oh, you make $35 million. You, you're worried about playoff money? Go and play. You know, you don't realize you're getting screwed. Uh, the players are getting – they're always getting screwed. The owners don't care about the players. They don't care about the game. You know, think about no. the idiotic rules we have in, uh, in these sports now. They don't. It is a business. 
It's all here, right? It's all just a business, right? It is. That's really what sports is. It's a business. No one's taking care of the game. And who's worried about baseball and the fact that all we have are the three true outcomes now, right? Walk, strike out, home run. Yeah, how are we going to fix this? Yeah, how do you make the game more desirable for younger people? You know, it's, let's face it, the attention span of kids, and I got two of them, is like a gnat. You know, they're not watching TV. My kids don't watch TV. They watch all their devices. That's all they do. You know, so how do you make the game, uh, you know, desirable to them where they want to watch? No one's worried about this. You know, and it's uh, to me, it's they're going to be in trouble at some point. We, st- uh, you and I, will still watch. We grew up with it, but how they're going to get the younger generation to watch? I have no idea. I'll tell you right now. I think this will be. George could be right too. It could be. They were talking about 153, 153, which that or 154. That's what it used to be. So cut off eight games. Go to 154, add in that playoff thing. But I think he might be on to something. I think the owners are going to pull their same crap now. And they're just going to delay and argue about everything, stall, buy time. And then, oh, look, we can't start on April 1st anyways, guys. So hey, let's start, uh, you know, May, May 20th. Like, they're trying, like I said, they because the owners don't have fans. So they're not making as much money. They're still making money, but they're not making as much money. And they're trying to pass that off onto the players. <laughs> and the players already took the cut. Right, And now the owners are trying to do it again. And George is right. It's amazing. People will look at the selfish player and rip the player, but they won't look at like the owner that's actually got $6 billion. right? And it's just mad because instead of making $148 million profit from his baseball team, he only made $132 million, God forbid. right? So that's the way these rich people think. They don't lose money. No one lost money. They just didn't make as much money. I mean, even without fans, George, baseball still brought in $10 billion. <laughs> like, so, it's like, guys, like, well, you know, you can say all you want, but, you know, that's why, like, with the players, they really, they're screwing them around. I'm telling you, though, this will be the last year. There will be no baseball the following year. Like, oh, I don't know, like, there'll be a strike, lockout, whatever the hell you want to call it, but these people hate each other. All right, we'll wrap up with Kurtz on the other side. Since you were a little kid, you've always loved sports. So have we. One of us. One of us. One of us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's not your wife, it's not your kids, it's not your neighbor, and it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Late night anger management class, premium a warning level two. Somebody in our chat, Sean's asking, how come I never wear my Dodgers uh, jersey on the show? Uh, due to the uh, the cameras and the um, the green screens 
and all that type of stuff. You can't wear white. Um, I guess you sort of can, but it, you know, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's the thing. If you're just doing radio or, you know, but we sort of do TV and all these digital platforms, Sling TV and Roku and all that type of stuff. So it's a radio show, but we're actually on TV as well. And, um, and that is why, as George Kurtz, I'm sure, is aware, some clothes you can't wear, right, with green screens and, and on with the lights and stuff. It creates like a weird glare. So, uh, Kurtz, speaking of weird glares, that should be uh, Kurtz's uh, nickname, Weird Glare Kurtz. Uh, <laughs> Kurtz steps up and in uh, with us on a Monday Night Meltdown. I asked Paul Bovey earlier, uh, I asked Paul Bovey earlier about the, um, about the MVP odds. All right, uh, about the MVP odds of the uh, the Super Bowl. And Bovey wasn't in, but I am. I am. I think it's, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting way to, uh, to, to, um, to attack a championship series, not just the Super Bowl, but NBA Finals, NHL, Stanley Cup Finals, etc. I think there's um, I think there's good ways to attack this stuff. And I'll tell you what, we were talking earlier about player props and the props that are being posted, every time we hit refresh right now at FanDuel, we're starting to get, uh, we're starting to see more props up being posted. So we've got touchdown scores uh, right now that have been posted. So, Kurtz, um, Super Bowl MVP. Who do you think the Super Bowl MVP is going to be, Kurtz? we got 30 seconds. Pick whatever team you think is going to win. Take the quarterback. I'll go Mahomes. So Mahomes is minus 115. But they're minus 176 on the money line. So that's sort of the logic here. Doesn't mean you don't bet on KC if you think KC's going to win. All right, thanks, George. Here's George Kurtz uh, with us. So Mahomes is minus 115. You know, you can delay that instead of laying 176 on the money line right now. The late-night anger management class continues. Bring it. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.